Genre. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one birth of a superhero minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Andrew Horton. Welcome back, Andrew. Thank you. It's good to be here again. Absolutely. Thanks for, yeah, uh, being on board and closing out this week with one of the most iconic moments in the film. Today we are talking about Minute 55, which starts with uh, Peter pulling out a case from under his bed and ends with some cops uh, responding to a, a diamond heist, diamond robbery, saying, Bobby. I, I like this case because it's obviously like a case for, like it looks like um, like something you would store some sort of equipment in. And so yeah. it, it's obviously like something that he's just putting stuff in. Uh, yeah. it's not meant to be like, it's like something that like holds his microscope or something, but his microscope's on yeah. his desk. And so he just like throws this stuff in there. Um, and I used to do stuff like that all the time. Uh, you know, I still do. I still, I still do. have, <laughs> I still have, I have a, I have a Spider-Man lunchbox that, uh-huh. uh, I had when I was, probably in middle school. I still have it. And it's, it has ticket stubs in it for movies going back to, I I guarantee you my Spider-Man ticket stub is in there. Um, but it, but it goes back to, uh, I think, I think Austin powers Two. I think is the earliest one in there. So that was 97 or 98, something like that. Spy who shagged me 97, 98. Yeah. And so, I just have like just a bunch of like random stuff in this thing, including like movie tickets and all this stuff. And yeah, it is just like totally. a lunchbox. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't take my lunch to school anymore because only nerds do that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not a nerd. Um, no, of course not. And uh, <laughs> no. And uh, uh, yeah. And so I just started storing stuff in it. And yeah. yeah. So like, I, I like the idea that this is sort of like a, a recycled uh, little case thing. Yeah. It's very teenager yeah. behavior type of, uh, you know, put my secret in the secret spot. I, I still, I remember my, my parents got like a, a, a very nice bottle of wine as a gift once or something along those lines. And it came in this mm-hmm. nice wine box, you know, that was like made of pine or whatever and had like a, a, a logo branded into it or whatever. And they, they were going to get rid of it. I was like, I want that box. That box is amazing. I, I must have been in high school or something like that. And I used it to store uh, like my my passport and uh travel things like coins from foreign countries and things like that like it became this little this little go-to thing that i could shove under my bed and it was where i kept my treasured memory from whatever and that box has gone with me from like 
multiple places I lived in high school to moving to several places in college and now, you know, moving into my professional life. It's, it's all the way across the country here with me in Los Angeles, the same little box that you, you put stuff in. That's just a, I don't know, a really relatable little thing. I love that your box is full of uh, foreign money from worldly travels (laughs) and mine is full of old movie tickets. (laughs) Which are the same thing if you think about it. No, no, I used to. I have probably, I have probably about seven boxes, like just on my desk right now that I can see. So mm-hmm. I totally, I did that then, and I still totally do that. I'm a box guy. I'll buy boxes, yeah, all day long, and then shove them full of random stuff. I built a box for my movie ticket stubs. I built a shadow Ooh, box. That's nice. That's oh. really cool. I guess. Yeah. That's what interest told me. I don't know. Oh, guys, I miss I miss ticket stubs. Uh, I think stubs dude. are the best. I, I hate that they're just stupid receipts now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like a little chintzy thing. Or these days, more often, it's just a code on my phone. You know, on yeah, my or that. that. Scan. Yeah. I don't definitely. have it anymore. Yeah, I definitely, I had a collection of ticket stubs, but I kept them in my pocket all for, you know, weeks on end. Like, every time Always. I changed... Yeah, like at the end of the night, I would, I would pull the ticket stubs from my my pocket. Like I had my keys in one pocket and ticket stubs in the other, and I put them on the bedside table. And then whatever new pair of pants or shorts I put on in the morning, I would transfer the ticket stubs into there. And I I did that for like a year. I don't know why I wanted them on my person. And then one day, of course, I forgot to take them out, and they got put through the wash. Oh, no. And I was oh. like, I will, I'll never make that dumb mistake again. But I couldn't, I couldn't restart. You know, all of my all my Lord of the Rings ticket stubs and all my Harry Potter ticket stubs were in there, and I was like, "Well, okay, I guess I learned a lesson there. I should have had a, mm-hmm. I should have <laughs> had a lunchbox. <laughs> Maybe I would have been okay. Should have had a box to put stuff in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, never make that mistake. I was going to make fun of you for that, but uh, I carry uh, receipts from Subway in my pants pockets and transfer it from one pair of pants to the other. Of so yeah, I it guess just... ticket movie stubs are cooler than Subway <laughs> receipts. So. <Yeah. laughs> You need them for tax purposes. I don't know. Yeah, there's some yeah. weird collecting impulse there, and so it's it's a nice detail. It's fun. Plus, it looks really cool when you like you don't mm-hmm. see what it is, and then you open it like a treasure chest or something. It's so neatly nice folded in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I really like the that logo. Man with folding there. skills. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I'm looking at this thing, and uh, I guess when he was wearing it, you never really got close enough. Uh, where it was still enough that you could really take in the details of the mm-hmm. of the of the uh, well, the stencil. Um, yeah. But the the webbing isn't just straight lines. Like they're they're yeah. like you know kind of like yeah, I, I mean they look like it looks like webbing. Like I I didn't I didn't yeah. realize that. Um, yeah. From uh, from far away, but looking at it close here, it's like oh wow, there's a some pretty good detail going on in that stencil. That's good. Oh, he really went the distance. A friend of mine on Twitter, another person named Andrew, uh, <laughs> like the other day when Please. I posted the screenshot for the minute where uh, this costume is revealed over at Bonesaw, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Bonesaw's arena, he he po- posted a little like throwaway joke about how like, hey, Peter must be pretty good spring- screen printing because that's some nice quality work. And I replied to him like, even better, it's a stencil and spray paint. You know, that we talk about it in the costume designers on the minute. And he said, if that is stencil and spray paint, that's incredible because it is, there's no bleeding <laughs> over the edges. You know, it's not, it's so, it's so cleanly done where you can see the, 
you know, the process behind it being kind of low tech, but the amount of care that went into it is impressive. I would think he would have to have used like a, like pinstriping tape, you know, like very, very narrow masking tape to lay out each of those lines so that they were stuck yeah. to the shirt and very crisp when he took them back up. But yeah, it's pretty. And the best folding I've ever seen of a sweatshirt, I, I would say. True. I, I would have. <laughs> Maybe you worked at Hollister before. Develop Maybe, those, yeah. Uh, sweatshirt folding <laughs> yeah. skills. You really, it's, you almost wonder if Aunt May folded it and just didn't even know what it was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, with all of his. You got all these weird experiments. I washed your, here. I, I washed your little spider sweatshirt. <laughs> Aunt May. <laughs> Years from now, she'll think uh, back on that day like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's how she yeah. always knew. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he, uh-huh. he. I, I like the look that he gives it because um, he, he just puts it down, not in not in like disgust, but just there are bad memories attached to this. And yeah. I don't want to think about those right now. Yeah. You know, and what what would be the ideal and then picks up the notebook that he had from all of his yeah. earlier sketches. Yeah. Which I don't know. Did we did we point out that Phil Jimenez uh, used whiteout for, on the eyes? No, I don't think we did last time. But I love that detail. Like you can clearly see the like the physical brush strokes of the whiteout in the eyes here. And yeah. Ah, uh, it's so tangible as like graph paper and marker and whiteout and yeah, the idea becoming reality. It's beautiful. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> I like it's that a lot. Um, um, you uh, you you really ragged on a lot of a uh, um, transitions la- uh, earlier in the week and last week about all of these uh, crossfades and uh, uh-huh. and and dissolves cross dissolves dissolve yeah. cross dissolves that's it cross dissolve after cross dissolve and then finally we have the the wildest of all shot transitions I think <laughs> in in the series here where we dive through the chest emblem of the drawing into a, a practical swinging through the city's shot shot uh, i so good i love I how love ridiculous it. it is i love oh, it. i love it so much um so uh, this this brings up something that uh i need we need to talk about so mm-hmm. we get our first shot of the costume uh yeah. in this in this minute right. uh so let me ask you, did either of you read the novelization by Peter David? No, no, of this movie. You mean the, the yeah, of this movie. No, yeah. no, no. So I, I read the novel, the Peter David novelization for all, all three movies, along with any other superhero movie novelization that Peter David wrote. And he wrote a lot of them. Mm. Um, <laughs> he, there is a scene that is not in the shooting draft. I was hoping it would be in the shooting draft, but it's not there. It's not in the shooting mm. draft. It's not in the kept draft. So it must just be something that Peter David made up. Um, huh. But in the novelization, there is a scene from the perspective of the guy who created Bonesaw's costume. What? What? Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Bonesaw McGraw's uh, costume designer, right? And yeah. what happens is basically Peter shows up 
in his wrestling outfit and says, I need you to make me a costume. <laughs> and so that's, that's, that's who made Peter's costume is bone saws, uh, costume designer. And apparently like, you know, it's just like a one-off scene and it's just Peter saying like, he, the guy's like, how did you find me? And he's like, uh, he was like, I talked to, to bone saw. He's like, after I, what I did to him in the ring, he'd tell me anything or something like that, you know? <laughs> um, and then, and he's like, I need you to, to, uh, make me a costume. And he's like, well, look, I don't design costumes for free. And he's like, you don't need to design it. I have it right here. And he gives him like his drawing says, this is what I want it to look like. And he's like, okay, well, it's going to cost you, you know, you know, X amount of money. And mm -hmm. Peter is basically like, oh, well, graduation money. Here we go. Um, <laughs> and just gives him all of his graduation money and then gets a costume. Whoa. And that's the costume that he has in that's... the movie. And that's where it comes from, according to Peter David's novelization. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. And and it's it's one of those things that solves... I mean, whether or not you want it to be solved, solves, solves one of the most common, like, little nitpicky, like, isn't it funny things that I that I hear about Spider-Man all the time, especially in terms of wearing a Spider-Man costume publicly and at events and things like that, is there's always somebody that wants to say to me, like, yeah, I love the Spider-Man movies, all the different ones. I just always think it's, it's hilarious and weird that, like, he somehow magically makes this incredible costume. There's always, like that aspect behind it, which is just part of, I guess, the way that they're drawn in the comics, the impossible fabrics that do impossible things. Um, and it's part, some it's people literally like their... part of that concept is literally a major part of the plot of homecoming. So right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's, I, I, some people like there to be an explanation of how he could get such an incredible costume and other people like the indulgence of, just he makes it himself and there it is and it's beautiful um but there can be depending on who you talk to like a level of suspension of disbelief where this is the like this is the thing they fixate on this is the uh the tangible detail that they they can trip right. over is the suit if you want to have the full like indulgent fantasy of the comic the suit has to look incredible and it has to do things that uh, any standard fabric costume couldn't do but if you do right. make it that that amazing you wonder how how they continually so casually just end up creating them like like in the Deadpool movie how he goes through some ugly iterations and then magically beautifully has the most gorgeous superhero suit that's ever been put on film like you just either roll <laughs> with it or or it bothers you you know in the very core of your being so i like that right. scene i think it's fun uh i don't know if everybody would want it in the movie though i don't what do you think about this no scene, i mean it's Andrew? not i don't i don't i don't yeah. want it in the movie i just think it's right, right. it's a fun thing to point out from the novelization, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm with, I'm with Scott on that. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I like the, uh, just the, uh, wonderment of him suddenly having a suit and just the fact that he just has it. I think that's great. I, yeah. I wouldn't want it to be in the movie, but mm -hmm. a little part of me also just wondered where it came from. Cause I assume that he didn't make it. I didn't see any sewing machines in his, uh, bedroom. <laughs> so I assumed he didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, so I always kind of wondered. So that's kind of a neat little tidbit. It is. Around. And it we just on one of our weekend bugles were were um, rereading Ultimate Spider-Man, the first um, trade of that, basically, which I guess that would have come out uh, a year or two prior to this movie. I want to I want to say first mm -hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man 2000 ish. And right. there's a whole bit in there about how 
the people who make professional wrestling costumes for Crusher Hogan and all of the other professional wrestlers build Peter his suit because he spends a lot longer doing uh, wrestling as a as a gig in in Ultimate Spider-Man than he does in in this movie, and so they custom make him a costume because his is ridiculous. Uh, but what I do like about that one is that he it's not done. Like it looks mostly the same, but it doesn't have the webbing on it yet, and it doesn't have the spider symbol on the chest and. Spidey, when he decides to become a superhero, customizes it in that way. So there's, I guess, a um, a gradient, like a like a, a sliding scale of how much involvement Peter should have in his costume. Uh, <laughs> there's something really fun about the yeah. There's there's all my graduation money. It's gone. I, I think <laughs> the biggest the biggest part. I think the thing that the reason why people struggle with it so much. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you're probably going to get deeper into the. Costume oh boy, design I have a later lot in the of movie. costume um, talk next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but as far as, you know, just to sort of, uh, wet everyone's whistle, um, mm-hmm. how much did each costume cost? Uh, for, for this film? Yeah. This, yeah. Uh, these ones, uh, were about $25,000. $25,000. Wow. And, yeah. And they would brag about, how expensive the costume was like they they talk about it all the time um yeah. you know coming up to the movie like i remember like you know like those hbo you know behind the scenes uh specials and things like right, that right. and yeah and they would always be like yeah each individual one or like they would be on entertainment tonight and you'd be mm-hmm. like each individual costume is twenty five thousand dollars or whatever it took us six weeks to do the screen prints for this one part right of the, it, yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> And I, I just, I I think that telling people how much the costumes literally cost, um, Mm -hmm. without, without the understanding of why they cost that much, by the way. Right. Right. Um, Cause they're, they're for tax purposes, they're including everyone's hours pay that went into making that. So it's not. Real, it didn't really cost twenty five thousand dollars. It's just like there's a lot of employees involved in yeah. The, so it's like the person who designed it got paid X amount of dollars. The person who did screen printing for eight hours, they get paid X amount of dollars. You know, and so it all ends up adding up to twenty five thousand dollars for tax purposes um, and right. write off purposes and yeah. things like that. Um, yeah. but, but, uh, by saying that it costs $25,000, I think that's the thing that people have the disconnect with where they're just yeah. like, wait, you're telling me that costume costs $25,000. So how is this kid from Queens affording it? Right. Right. Like how, and, it, and yeah, it's like, leave some mystery, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't, 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 don't take the magic away from movies. Like leave it there. Don't mm. tell people how much the costume costs. Like, yeah, and just, they they, yeah. they tend to cost more now because there's more specialization tech involved and more more man hours. It's always man hours that makes things cost insane amounts of money. Right. Uh, but they they tend not to advertise it as much these days because they partially they don't want competing uh, uh, costume uh, workshops to to know how much their bid was because it's always a ridiculous bidding war in getting one of these hot properties. Whereas at this time when it was like there weren't a dozen superhero movies being made every year there was like we'll just go to you know uh who who's the the best people working in special effects and and custom costumes who used to make you know uh 
monster suits and Batman and things like that. And right. let's get them on board and make it and give them a lot of time to do research. Cause part of the cost of the suit isn't just the final suit that ends up there on set. It's the earlier camera tests with a, with a previous version of the suit. It's building something mm. and having to make changes right. and tear it all apart and go back to scratch. And all of that time and energy adds up into the, the final amount to the point where right. that that's one yeah. of those, that's one of those things too, where people were, I remember, um, when people were saying like, oh, like, you know, Superman Returns, like it didn't it didn't make its budget back. But mm-hmm. and and then the budget was supposedly astronomical, but the budget mm-hmm. was including two failed Superman projects prior to that. The Tim right. Burton one and the McGee one. Yeah. And so the but the money that they spent on those two failed projects and pre-production were siphoned in for tax purposes into the budget of Superman Returns. And so, no, it did not make its budget back when you include those other two projects in it. Um, yeah. And yeah. and yeah, and you do the same thing with with things like costumes and st- like failed costume designs. It's not like. You design a failed costume and no one gets paid. No, everyone got paid. It's <laughs> yeah, just it's considered like, part of the general cost for whatever the final product ends up being. Yeah. Um, it's and like that's how these things cost. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On, on like a screenplay or something like that. Like you can do a draft on a draft on a script and that that movie you wrote never comes to screen in any way, shape or form. But they still paid you for it. You know, that, the, right. that they, it was still, they still pay out. It's still cost incurred in the process of getting the movie that was made made. So yeah, it almost any on its face value number that you see like on a, a a movie website or whatever is nowhere near accurate to the the lived experience because there's there's all these layers of ex- abstraction between the budget and the money spent day to day on this sort of stuff but it's like and that's you know. uh that's costume and movie economics with uh zach and scott <laughs> um uh so anyway but yeah we get a, a uh, tiny glimpse of it this week so it was worth right i, I get so excited i mean this was g- genuinely i mean I've, I've mentioned on the podcast several times that i do you know events as spider-man with costumes that i have helped design and make and whatnot but i also do work i've worked now at two different um costume shops especially costume fabrication shops in la where we make superhero suits for movies and stuff like that so i have i've literally worked on them for all these other things that are coming out you know i've I've worked a little bit on civil war costumes and black panther and uh it's the great wall with matt damon a a few different wildly different projects and it's still just you know like paying somebody to custom make you a uh a a piece of furniture for your house or whatever. Like you have artists and craftsmen that you have to pay for their hours and expertise. We just have so many involved to get one of these suits made that the costs kind of uh, seem, seem way more abstract, but it's not like anybody walks into a room and there's one dude with a sewing machine and they're like, Hey, can I pay you the cost of a car? (laughs) And then I'll come back here in a while and you'll have a suit for me. Great. It's like, it's it's just a bunch of hardworking people sweating you know, stitching and gluing and all sorts of nonsense. But yeah, we'll get right. real deep into the specific construction of this costume and Spidey suits in general next week. But it's there. It's worth it's worth mentioning. And I do like the in-world version of just it, we whistle past it with the look of determination in Peter's eyes is enough <laughs> that yeah. you kind of believe he'll he'll he's going to make it real one way or another. I don't know <laughs> how he did it, 
He's going to make but it he's happen. He's going to get there. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he, he willed the costume into existence. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I need to. So this this store in the shooting, uh, the shooting draft. Uh, this uh-huh. is uh, Lin 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 or Ling Ling Deli. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. w- this is obviously not a deli. Um, <laughs> no. This Convenience is a. Yeah, this is a convenience store. There's a couple of things that I need to point out because it's like a it's like a novelty. So when they're taking the bag, when the robbers are taking the bag away, uh, you see a lot of products behind them, mm-hmm. and uh, there are two products that just do not exist anymore. Um, one is cream savers. Uh, oh my god! I don't Those know if you the remember candies, cream. right? They're yeah, like striped yeah, yeah. To- together candies. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh. remember those at all. Oh yeah, oh. no, they would. It was like strawberry and cream. Uh, yeah. They were lifesavers, but they were cream savers. So they'd have. I think. Mm. I think if I remember correctly, it was orange and cream mm-hmm. and strawberry yeah. and cream, and then later, right. coffee and cream and chocolate and cream. Yeah, and uh, they had like really sexualized commercials. I, I think yeah, they did. I it was remember. weird. Yeah, super <laughs> weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also weird, possibly the weirdest product of all time. Underneath the lifesavers, 3D Doritos. <gasps> 3D oh, Doritos. Wow. Yes. Yeah. They were like little tetrahedrons. Or, no, somebody's going to no. kick my butt. They were like poofy. Yeah, puffed up. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a like a D4 dice in or die in when you're playing like Dungeons and Dragons. The little pyramid shape. It's not a pyramid. Ugh. Somebody will will get it. I'll I'll figure it out later. But yeah, they were this puffed, this like open celled foam type construction to a Dorito. Super weird. Yeah. They had like yeah, uh, no reason for it whatsoever. It was just the most two thousands thing to ever exist. <laughs> they're coming back with a uh, they're coming back with a version of that now. They have those uh, Lay's crisps. Have you ever seen those? No, no. no. They're uh, they're actually a lot like the Doritos three D. Uh, chip. They're puffed up like that, and they have like a <gasps> thickness to them, and they're light and crispy. So they're, they're coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back. I haven't wandered down the snack aisle in a while, just looking. Fifteen at the new years trends. later. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have to, I have to give respect to the to the set designers, um, but then I also, uh, I also need to like point out a flaw in what's going on over here, because like, okay, so you uh-huh. have you have chips across the top. You got cream savers, life savers together. You got the, the hostess treats over there all together. <laughs> and then, sure. and then you have this shelf of just like whatever they had left of combos, <laughs> rice, crispy <laughs> treats, and three musketeers. Like uh, why, why, like why, why are the three musketeers not with wherever the other candy bars are? Or does yeah. this, does this convenience store only sell three musketeers? <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe if you've cornered like the answer. market. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah, it's the Three Musketeer Shop. Yeah, that's just like <laughs> that's the name of the convenience store. Three Musketeers and I don't know. And stuff. But their <laughs> oh, main their main deli. thing is three yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chips. Yeah. I there's a um there's like a general store in Topanga, um uh California that I have I've gone to a few times where it's a, a quiet little mountainy community. And so it's the only go-to place to grab like groceries and snacks. So it has the weirdest interior layout in terms of where stuff is, but it doesn't matter because it's the only place you can go to get a toothbrush or deodorant or, you know, snack chips. 
So they they would totally have something like this where you got like rocket pops underneath a bunch of combos and rolled golds, and then one type of uh, of of candy bar. And you're like, well, where is this other thing? Like it's over there by the uh, by the plungers, you know the you know the toilet plungers. It's over there by the gardening gloves. And toilet <laughs> okay, sure. Why 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 not? So maybe everybody loves uh, Ling's place so much that they can just get away with putting whatever wherever yeah um yeah yeah they got fresh i also need too. to point out that uh the funyuns logo and bag design has not changed in like 30 years it's just <laughs> it's true <laughs> the time capsule always been is. the same yeah yeah uh, i love it, it it's um, really weird like when you see it on on the shelf at the store it's just like why is that bag from the 90s here <laughs> like it's <laughs> just so bizarre uh, um, broke. <sighs> yeah, I do like the touch that he uh steals a muffin on the way out. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, we've got it's, we've we pulled off this it, heist, but I want this too. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's I I I like uh thieves that uh add insult to injury. Um Yeah, yeah. Cuz it's a little bit I'm like, yeah, no, they're the jerks. Wind. Like I'm yeah. I I don't I'm 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 starting to get sick of movies of just being like yeah, I mean they're thieves, but you know, they've yeah. got they've got their reasons. They're sure. the heart of gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they're getting the thrill out of the victory of pulling it off. Of course, he's going to grab some extra doodads on the way out. Yeah, it's like just to rub it in. Uh, uh, another difference in them. the yeah. yeah another difference is the way he apprehends them uh, in the shooting mm-hmm. draft. Um, he doesn't actually apprehend them. Uh, he just takes their gun away. Uh, he, oh, he webs, he webs the gun away. It's all he's, he's off camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just like, they're holding up the, the, at the counter web comes in from off screen, grabs the gun, pulls it off, off camera, the gotcha. guy and, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the robber turns toward the door, turns back to toward the per like the, the counter, and then, like, they mm. start yelling at him because it's like, oh, well, you can't do anything now. You don't have your gun. Um, yeah. That's so. kind of great. Uh, though yeah. it is slightly more dynamic to get just, like, double barrel thumped in the chest with two spidey kicks and go flying. And then the other guy, he gets webbed up. And I always kind of just assumed, like, Spidey webbed his chest and pulled him up in the air or something like that. But rewatching it this week... He webs him on the face and like pulls yeah. him up by his head and then drops him through the the canopy there. Like it's very um very intense. Like a like it's a no. It's almost no a lynching, taken honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's like really <laughs> whoa. You could get seriously hurt that way, buddy. But yeah. one after the other, boom, boom, boom. Uh, it's fun. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So this, uh, this, this. Uh, so first of all, we get the CCTV footage of Bigfoot mm. Spider Man um, that yes. I'm a big fan of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then we get the spinning headline: Mass Man foils robbery. And then I'm reading the text, and it just starts repeating itself. Which is <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this my like Good Samaritans thing. bit. It's like the yeah. exact same paragraph twice. Maybe right. is that, do you think in the design like meetings for this moment, they're like, well, we want to make sure in the like two frames that's up here that whether people were accidentally looking at the left side of the screen or the right side of the screen, they still caught the gist 
of the message there. You know, yeah. like maybe there's some there's some methodology behind like whatever lorem ipsum lore lore lorem ipsum whatever word salad you're gonna put up there if you want somebody to read a portion of it just maybe put it a couple times but <laughs> it's just such a stark contrast to the um the profile of norman osborne in the daily bugle from uh early in the movie where it was just a full-on fully written out investigative article uh right you know sentence by <laughs> sentence like a real piece of fake journalism whereas this is just like yeah throw it up twice but <laughs> uh, four sentences we're good and and we're out of it yeah john young uh, i mean he just gave him a really good quote yeah <laughs> had to put it in twice yeah it's so good yeah it's good quote so nice um, it twice uh <laughs> What else happened? So who who is actually who is Uh, this first guy? Um, So this first guy, he's a cab driver. He's um, uh, credited as a cabbie. Um, This is AJ Meta, uh, I believe, is the is the way he pronounces his name. Um, And this sort of sequence that we're jumping into is a mix of um, actor actors who were who are cast to portray these you know workaday people, and then a few not in this minute, but then later on, a few just like. New Yorkers that on the day they went around and found New Yorkers and asked them to sign a release and be in the Spider-Man movie to say a couple words about what if you saw Spider-Man, what would it be like? Um, which oh. I think is adorable. Um, but yeah, so our first few are going to be um, credited, you know, actors doing these sort of like co-star roles here. And I uh, feel like I've seen him in stuff before. He looks familiar. Yeah, he looks vaguely familiar. I, AJ, I mean, this was, I'll, I could probably just go hunt down his IMDb right now, but that would seem, uh, Unwise of me. I I looked through it earlier, and it it's still definitely one of those like most known for Spider Man type of uh, entries oh, okay. that's on there. Yeah, but he has played a um a cab driver or cabbie in several several things. That's been a, a sort of go to move for him. Um, I, like I like that. Him. I like that. Despite the stereotype of uh you know a Middle Eastern or South Asian um. Mm-hmm. Cab driver. Cab driver. Yeah. Despite that, despite that stereotype, he's dressed in a New Yorker stereotype outfit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, like he, he looks like he should have like a thick New York accent the way that he's dressed. He almost looks like he should be working in construction or something. (laughs) Sure, Um, sure. Yeah, the way that he's dressed. Uh, so I do. <laughs> I like that. Despite you know, despite there being one stereotype, he's not like a walking stereotype. I guess. Right. Yeah. That will undercut it a little bit. Um, yeah. Sort of. Sort of. And I guess you wouldn't our, know. You wouldn't even necessarily know that he was a cab driver necessarily. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the the second little uh, interstitial interstitial moment with New Yorkers on the street. I don't know what to phrase this. Who's interviewing <laughs> them? Uh, the the second one that we get is with uh, Miss Maribel Gonzalez uh, that they they credit her as Lady Dog Walker, but again it's just like she's just a colorful New York person, um, you yeah. know, leaning into, I guess a I, maybe a slightly stereotypical version of like early two thousands mainstream feminism. I guess is what they're aiming for the her sort of like look of it could be a woman uh, type of thing there. So I, it's but it's not. I don't think it's awkwardly stereotypical i don't think it's it's weird uh in any sort of like hey look at this goofy opinion she has that spider-man might be a woman i just think it's you know a fun a fun moment with this person and you wouldn't know she was a dog walker in this moment were it not for 
the fact that there's multiple dogs there? I don't know. Does that does that track? The, or yeah. Yeah. I'm mostly just in awe of her jacket here. It's, um, it's a great jacket. Like reminds me of patterns. It reminds me of those uh those sort of uh loud like like crunchy 90s uh coats that were always like a Chicago Bulls um yes. that every uh. every kid always had and you you would see guys like wearing like one of those coats with like sweatpants and tennis shoes, you know? Yeah, um, like white tennis shoes this, and a, a windbreaker yeah. type, right. type jacket. Yeah, yeah, well, it's not even like a windbreaker because it's like a heavy coat. Yeah, um, it's almost like yeah. a leather. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like that's fly. what it reminds. It reminds me of that style of uh, mm-hmm. coat. It's very nineties. I'm, I'm a big fan of the dogs that she has with her. <laughs> yeah. I like I like the mix. Like I like the giant dog behind her. The uh, what what is that? What is that? Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard. Yeah. yeah Saint yeah. Bernard. Beethoven. And then the little tiny dog. <laughs> Beethoven. Right. And then yeah. the and then the little tiny dog on her lap. Just I think out. that that's just kind of fun. Yeah. I wonder. I w- what I want to know is if those dogs get credited. That's my question because there's some serious acting. There's yeah, gotta are, be yeah. there's gotta, there's gotta be, be like a like an animal actor IMDb that dog must be, IMDb has to be somewhere yeah because yeah. there's yeah, a there's, there's a not vehicle. we have a million dollar idea yeah, yeah well there's there's a there's a vehicle uh, IMDb and a weapons movie database yeah so, there's gotta be a dog one right yeah there's gotta be a like a pets one animals yeah. one it's gotta be maybe not, this dog is Beethoven. It Maybe it is Beethoven. It Maybe it, it is Beethoven. Be. Yeah, one of the six Beethoven. Looks just like him. Whether it does, yeah. And he's really <laughs> holding his mark very well. I'm proud of him. It actually yeah. reminds me of uh, the the big, this big stupid looking dog, and then this little dog. It looks like uh, it reminds me of two stupid dogs. You remember that cartoon? No. Wait, no. was it like a TV show type of cartoon, or do you mean like a? Yeah. Two yeah, stupid two dogs? St- I never saw that. No. Really? Neither of you guys have heard of two stupid dogs. No. Nope. No. I know Courage wow. the Cowardly Dog. I know that one. I know Cat Dog. Oh my god. I know two Cat Dog. dog. Let me yeah, make sure that dog. I'm not like having a stroke and it's not. It's, I'm like, it's a false it's, memory. No, it false memory. Yeah, false. Okay. I Burns see. Tate. Oh yeah, two stupid <laughs> dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I've, I. Oh. I didn't Fox know that's what it was called. I was three years old. Yeah. Two stupid. There's like a. A big, yeah, a big dog who can't like see. He's got no eyes, basically, because yeah. his hair is in front of his face. And then a really like tiny a sheep one. dog, yeah. and then a oh, I have the, seen those a before. little wiener dog. Yeah. yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, the it kind of looks is, like uh, yeah. It kind of yeah. looks like the Beethoven. I'm just gonna call him Beethoven. That's his name mm-hmm. now. It kind of yeah. looks like Beethoven has braces or something. Like, what is that in his mouth? It's like shiny. <laughs> I think he's just got goofy teeth. I think that might just be it. You know, like. Sometimes when dogs yeah. have like a an underbite, those like forward incisors or, or whatever, whatever you call the the smaller teeth at the front, just look ridiculously uh, undersized for their face at that moment. Or maybe mm-hmm. maybe he does have braces. Maybe that's how I know, it looks like. Some silver is. in his mouth. Maybe he has a grill. <laughs> he has yeah. a grill. Yeah. dog. Yeah, with a that's grill. right. Did they even have after... grills in two thousand one? Was that a thing? I don't know. I, I feel like Maybe. it was <laughs> Paul Wall. I mean, that was early two thousands, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. And if by the time the amount of time it took to get to Paul Wall, I'm sure before that they must have been, you know, making a making an impression somewhere. Perhaps on. Oh, so 
so going back to the the, the cabbie, I, he he said that he heard uh, a friend of his saw uh, the Spider Man who's not a man building a nest in the Lincoln Center fountain. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why would this need to be a rumor? It's a fountain. Wouldn't everybody see it? <laughs> yeah, if there was a, a if there was a nest being built in the Lincoln Center fountain, wouldn't everyone see it? <laughs> Maybe he just means that it's like his city. brother was walking there at night when nobody was around, and then like saw the Spider Man doing something weird in there, and had had to tell somebody. And like when you see a, I don't know, an alien sighting and nobody believes you, type of thing. Maybe that's more what he's looking for, but it's such a public spot. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. As the longer I talk about it, the less sense my approach makes at all. Yeah, anybody would see it. The uh, this we buy diamonds uh, bit, um, this sign. Yeah. So first, I love that it's like sparking and stuff. I want to know the story behind that. Like, I just <laughs> it it like like what did Spider Man throw one of them into the sign? Like, why is it sparking? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I like it as an added detail. The other thing that mm. I like about this, because we're back on the back lot again, I'm mm. pretty sure this is the same corner that uh, that the uh, carjacker, car yeah, that the carjacker drove through the um, the the garbage can. Uh, yeah, yeah, he hopped the curb. And yeah, crashing. Yeah, hopped the and curb made, and made a big mess. Yeah, yeah. I think this You're is the same. Right. I think I think it's the same. It's the same corner. I um, I would buy that. Yeah, change a little yeah. bit of set dressing. Put up the diamond sign. I would buy yeah. that and diamonds. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, with the this uh, steam coming out of the streets and things like that. I, oh, it's so good. It's so fun. My favorite thing. It's so fun. It's my favorite, it's my favorite thing. And um, we can't all right, well, I, see it. Yeah, I, but that's it, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I was going to talk about the it. web, but we can't see it. Like it cuts out yeah. right before we see the web. Ugh. Yeah, we don't <laughs> we don't see what they're looking at yet. Um, mm -hmm. Andrew, any uh, closing thoughts on uh, on this movie or uh, Spider Man in general? Um, I'm glad that it was made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it was a pretty formative um trilogy for me really uh growing up mm -hmm. yeah like i said uh it was the first pg-13 movie that i ever saw so that was pretty exciting oh, um, yeah heck yeah yeah i was yeah, just you said just you really... said that you didn't see another pg-13 movie for like four years did you not see spider-man mm -hmm. 2 i did not see spider-man 2 in theaters <gasps> wow i did not wow. i know they learned their lesson Wasn't with the allowed. first one. <laughs> they did. I guess they figured that I couldn't drive yet, so if they just kept me away from friends for long enough, it would work <laughs> wow. out. Wow. <laughs> you came back around. Yeah. <laughs> you got there Yeah, eventually. I came back around. It's all right. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. saw it eventually, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I was just amazed that it got made. I didn't think that they would ever make a Spider-Man movie. At the time when it was made, I mean, making Superhand Superman movies, or Sorry, making superhero movies seem like a uh, something that would never happen. I mean, it's not like mm -hmm. today where we're going to get, what, six superhero movies this year? Seven? Something, right. something like that. Yeah, six or seven superhero movies in one year. I mean, back then you had Batman and Superman and not too much else. Yeah. Uh, so just the fact that we were getting three movies set in the same universe was kind of mind-blowing for me. Absolutely. Now we have twenty set in right. the same universe. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, all right. Spider-Man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, for thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate uh, you taking the time. Uh, tell people uh, one more time about Deja Review. Right. So Deja Review is the uh, internet blog that I co-created and um, currently run. Uh, mm-hmm. We do interviews and reviews uh, with creators. So we do um, interviews with mainly color, with uh, comic book color artists. We're expanding to um, writers as well and artists. Um, we have one that's going to be coming out probably by the time this gets posted. It should be up on the mm-hmm. blog. So you should check it out at dejareview.wordpress.com. And it's spelled D E J A R E V U E dot wordpress.com. It's a clever pun. At least I thought it was. Uh, when I made it, so, and I, and I and I went the extra step because I didn't make it obvious. Like I didn't do review. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I stuck with the I stuck with the boo as in deja vu. V-U-E. So yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was super clever. Uh, I still think it's super clever. So check it out. Well, uh, we will be back on Monday with another episode. But in the meantime, if you're not a Patreon subscriber. Uh, I recommend becoming a Patreon subscriber if you want to hear us talk about Spider-Man on the weekends. Uh, We have The Weekend Bugle, which is our Patreon-exclusive podcast where Zach and I talk about all things Spider-Man. And that's also the only place you're going to hear our Homecoming review and and thoughts about Spider-Man Homecoming prior to covering it minute by minute in 2022, I think. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's gonna take us a while to Half get a there. decade yeah. yeah so uh if you want to hear what our thoughts are on on homecoming you're gonna want to become a patreon subscriber and uh check out our review there and all of the other episodes of uh weekend bugle that we've got uh, up there and then also by becoming a patreon subscriber at duelinggenre.com slash support uh, you will also gain access to everything we put on our Patreon for all of our shows, all of the bonus content that uh, the the sort of like main family of uh, Dueling Genre podcasts put out. Um, you gain access to all of it. Uh, so, you know, go check that out. Do it's it. worth it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so DuelingGenre.com slash support. And we will be back on Monday with Minute 56. Bye, everybody. Bye.